Costa, how are you going tonight? Good, how are you? I'm pretty good, I'm pretty good. Uh, what did you score on the weekend? I scored 1099. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Was that did did that make you move up? You would have moved up a little bit, right? Surprisingly, I actually moved up. Yeah, I, I'm now like just inside the top fifteen hundred. So I'm like fourteen fourteen fifty. I avoided. I don't have twelve, so I avoided that. I didn't play Katoa, so I avoided his bad score. But I played. Uh, I played Williams over Drinkwater, which was very bad. Um, right, yeah. And I captained Teddy, which was looking pretty good until he got knocked the Concussed. fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got C-Vote. He got, he got C-Vote, yeah. So, not the best, not the worst. But mm-hmm. Can't complain, I guess. Yeah. What about you? Uh, 11.46, which nice. I was very happy with. Uh, mostly off the back of Sione Katoa's hat-trick. Yeah, right. Yeah, on the right hand side. On the right hand side, yeah. I had uh, I captain McInnes, which was in hindsight a mistake, but um, yeah, the, the thinking was right. I, well, I thought the thinking was right on it. So there was no that, real good captaincy option that, though. In the end, was there? Like, out of all of the popular options, no one went above seventy eight or something. Nah, I think probably the best one would have been like Madison or something like that. Yeah, but he's he was pretty lowly captained. Out of the popular yeah. ones, I think Ponga probably ended up being the best. Yeah. So, yeah, so I moved up to about 22,000, so I'm coming for you. You're coming for me? Yeah. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> so, this is like, this week's like a slasher film. Everybody's dying. Oh, man. I'm down to 18 players playing and 17 if Teddy doesn't play. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty similar. So, we're, we're going to have to talk with, about... That's after my two trades. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to have to talk about some of the guys who are out um, and how we're addressing that. And yeah, I also, uh, I'd like to go through a little bit of head-to-head strategy, um, just about how I tend to make my trades um, from a head-to-head point of view. And yeah. Yeah, so we're going to have to go through the team lists in a bit of detail this week because there is absolute carnage, as we've said. Um, and just and try and try and go through all the injury news that we've got so far. I mean, yeah, I think I think I've got about a half a dozen guys either injured or out this mm. week. So as I said, I've got like only eighteen starters with Teddy Big maybe. And um I've seen some teams that have fared worse than that. Like I said, I don't have twelve. <sighs> yeah, some guys are still carrying Cape well. There's yeah, there's quite a few guys affected. All right. Uh, so, all right. Team lists. Mm-hmm. Um, so Thursday night game, Panthers Rabbitohs. There's actually not a huge amount going on in this game. They're both those teams are relatively um, unscathed from yep. the team list. Latrell and Damien Cook. Uh, so pretty much everything I said last week was wrong. Um, right. I said that Damien Cook, like, looked like he wouldn't. You know, looked like he was not going to be very good this season and he busted out a ton right on cue. Mm-hmm. Luttrell, like, he effectively dominated that game and still only scored 70-odd. Yeah. Now, having said that, 
I'd love him in my team because he's starting to look very, very dangerous. But he should have scored more than 70 with the way, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's so lazy that mm. even a game that he absolutely dominated, he still, still only scored 70 on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't, I'm still, still a little bit on the fence. I, you, look, if I had a, a dozen trades, I'd absolutely get him into my team, but. Yeah, uh, I, and I don't think this is the week to get either of them. Panthers are pretty good. Oh, uh, look, again, yeah, I probably wouldn't get... Li- Actually, I could probably still make an argument with getting either of them at this point. Both of them are still reasonably priced if you think they're going to be very good for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Charles starting to get expensive, but I don't know that he's going to get any cheaper from here on in, and I think that's the same with Cook. Yep. But... I'm sure everyone has bigger problems right now. Yep. So the Friday night games. So the first one is the Storm Warriors game. Yeah. Um, again, there's not a huge amount going on in the, the team list here. Jerome Hughes is back. Maybe that means Munster doesn't get quite as much ball. Not sure. Yeah. Um, the rest of the Melbourne team looks fairly standard. Um, Brandon Smith's on the bench, but he's been starting most weeks. The Warriors team, well, so Kim Mamalo's back in the backs, which is mm-hmm. good for them, um, but probably not very super coach relevant. Essie Katoa out for three weeks. Yeah, that hurts. Jack Murchie for him. Yeah, Jack Murchie's in, so I am one of the many Essie Katoa holders, and that's that's a problem. You know yeah. why it's a real problem for me? Why? We'll get to our trades later, but like, I can't quite afford to get Ponga in this week, so I'm going to wait. Mm-hmm. But next week, I want to do like a a George Williams or a Drinkwater to Ponga type trade. Yeah. And one of the only ways I can afford that is to like trade like a Joe Tarpany down to a nothing, for example, right? Yep. Yep. Like without without getting rid of like an out and out keeper, he's my sort of highest priced mid ranger that can probably go. Mm-hmm. But if I do that, I need I need someone else in my seventeen that's going to be playing week to week, and with Katoa injured as well, mm-hmm. I'm going to be very thin. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he was a guy that you can play in your seventeen, so that that really hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not he hasn't quite sort of matured enough really to get rid of him yet. Oh, but because he had a pretty low score, he's going to have to sort of. Get you could you could move him on if like. I get that, but yeah, I mean, he's just, yeah, anyway. Who do you think's the more uh, obvious move-on candidate, him or Carrigan? I mean, it depends how much money you need to kind of free up. Yeah, right. Carrigan's pretty good for, like, bashing out 60s. I'm happy yeah, to keep, yeah, happy to keep Carrigan, and he's only out for a week. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and he's also coming back into the that Broncos run where he might get an attacking stat. Yeah, maybe. Be interesting to see if the minutes change at all, but it doesn't. I don't think they will. I think he's even with their players coming back. I think he's still good for like fifty-five minutes. If anything, his minutes have been increasing. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm pretty happy with him. I think I'd move Katoa first. Yeah, I'd I'd move Katoa if if it freed up enough money for me to get someone I wanted. Yep. Uh, so the second Friday night game is the the Roosters Dragons game. All eyes are going to be on whether a Teddy plays. Yep. This is going to be really tricky, right? Because I 
Well, I don't know whether I would trade out Teddy if he's not playing or not, but I would consider it. Mm-hmm. 900k, it's a lot to have sitting on your bench. And he's got a pretty hard game the week after. Who's he playing the week after? I can't remember, but I remember it's hard. Melbourne. Melbourne. Right. So, Tedesco's playing in the, the 7.55pm, the second Friday night game. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is that one of the guys that I think a lot of teams are going to be looking at is Nathan Cleary. And yes. it's not clear whether we're going to know that Tedesco is out before, say, Nathan Cleary. So, you know, Thanks. Yeah, before Nathan Cleary plays. So you could potentially do a Tedesco out and like a drink water down, Cleary in sort of trade, perhaps, yep. if he's out. So anyway, and and the, the two guys, if, if he's named in the 19 and then he pulls out like right before the game on game day, the two mm-hmm. guys I'm looking at bringing in are Cleary and Munster, and they both play before him. Yes. So, yeah, it's a bit of a headache. But anyway, let's hope he plays. The rest of the Rooster side is pretty much as you'd expect it to be. Dragon side's kind of interesting. Jason Saab gets a run. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see how he goes. Really highly rated. Our boy Josh Kerr has been benched. Which is odd since James Graham's gone. Yeah, it is odd. Blake Lowry gets a start for some reason. Blake Lowry. Lowry. I'm going to have to play Josh Kerr this week because of the Carrigan injury and Musgrove is... You know, Musgrove is out for like 12 weeks. Yeah, at least he scored a try for you. He scored a try and then promptly got injured. Yeah. Um, sure, so he made a little bit of money. Uh, after all my bleating the week before about how happy I was that Musgrove was back, yeah. he probably got injured. And you know what? Like a lot of my squad now is at a point where they're not making money anymore. Yeah. Um, I know. I've been talking about points over money all season, and now I'm actually potentially going to get myself into a money problem. Mind you, there are lots of lots of cheapies coming through. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Kerr to the bench actually hurts him. He might end up getting as many minutes as being as he's been getting starting anyway. I'm just going to yep. have to take my medicine with a shitty 40-point score for a week. Yep. Not too much else to see there. Uh, Cowboys-Knights, the 3 p.m. game on Saturday. The Hammer retains his fullback spot. Connolly Lamelu gets his second game on the wing. Yep. That's pretty much it. Ben Hampton's still on the bench. Uh, for the you traded him out last week? I did, yeah. I traded him to the for Hammer. For the Hammer? Yeah. Yes, I All right, yep. Uh, for the Knights, Bradman Best did some fucking COVID protocol misdemeanor, and it didn't get didn't get picked, uh, which is a disaster for a lot of coaches. Yeah. Do you still think he's a keeper? Uh, so was it last week that we said, yeah, we think he's a keeper? I think it was last week. Maybe the last week or the week before, yeah. Yeah, so like how much could have changed in a week or two? I, you know I what do. happened? You know what happened yeah. last week? What? Did you watch the Knights Broncos game? No, I missed it. You know, obviously Ponga loves hanging out on the left, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. TPJ just absolutely poleaxed him at one point right. in like the right. first twenty minutes. Yeah. He literally did not go anywhere near the left for the rest of the game. <laughs> Seriously, he just hung out on the right for the rest of the game. So Brad and Best <laughs> just did see the ball. That's hilarious. Yeah. And it's kind of fair enough, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! After yeah, 
after what TPJ did to Clemmer, like I'd be running so fast, so that, far the other way. That guy's such an animal. Um, yeah. Is TPJ a Queenslander or a New South Wales New South Welshman? I thought he was a New South Welshman. Oh, we've got to get him into the Origin side. Why? He's going to get sent off within the first five minutes. Just to smash Bonger. <laughs> I just can't imagine Bonger being that scared of like Boyd Cordner. Yeah, no. Nah. Anyway, so that's anyway. Braden Best is not there, which is a disaster for super coaches. But he's only out for a week. Yeah. Um, he kind of looked a bit tired last week or something as well. So maybe yeah. the week off will freshen him up. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, not much to see. Daniel Safidi has been killing it. He has. Um, he's an interesting little pod. Yeah, and he's cheap. And he's yeah, cheap. he's still reasonably cheap. There's actually like a few interesting guys in the front row that yeah. you could you could you know if you need to trade out say a Twole or a Carrigan, mm-hmm. maybe we can run through those in a bit. I'd like to. Broncos. So anyone that held on to Jermaine Isaaco is going to be pretty. That's upset. me. That's you, is it? So have you heard the news that he's not even going to get his bench spot? Yeah, I did. Deedon is going to get the bench yeah, spot. Deedon's so going. In. No, I, but I'm I, I'm happy about him not getting his bench spot. Well, yeah, he loses less money. Yeah. yeah. In saying um, that, I'm going to trade him now. Uh, so young Tessie New gets his gets the spot at fullback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's played a couple of games, but has scored like fuck all points. So mm-hmm. he's he's got a even though he's playing his third game, he's got a break even of forty seven. Yep. Um, so you could wait a week, but also he's playing the Titans and he's a fullback. Mm. So I've got no idea how he goes scoring wise. But, yeah, he's a decent option. But, yeah, you could... So, if you need a sort of trade down, but also one that you think is, might score okay, he could be a good option. There's yeah. also Herbie Farnworth and Xavier Coates, both yeah. around that 200k mark. What do you think happens when Staggs comes back? Who who gets the chop? I think uh, Farnworth gets the chop. Coates, Coates was like kind of like in the team at the beginning of the season, wasn't he? Over Farnwood? No, Coates has only played a couple of games as well. Right, okay. Uh, anyway, I think he's more, like, I just think he suits that team a little bit more. He's, he's got a little bit more skill. He's good under the, he's good at, under the high ball. He's, he's a good person to kick to. Um, I really rate Herbie. Really? Yeah. He just He's just a guy. He doesn't do that much. Mate. I I don't think you've watched him enough. I reckon he's got heaps of talent. You know, six foot three and a hundred kilos. Yeah. All right. So you think he's going to kick out to the wing when Stags comes back? Well, you'd think that. Look, put it this way: if they get beaten by the Titans, do you drop Herbie or do you drop Boyd or or Corey Oates? Boyd's undroppable. Well, hmm. can't wait, like Herbie will probably kick goals in this game as well. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. But look, um, absolutely, there's a risk. But if he can retain his spot in the centres, I think he he could be potentially the best option going forward. Particularly if he retains mm-hmm. the goal kicking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, certain amount of risk with him. But I, I like him as a player. I think he's got a nice little offload. I think he, he and he's very quick. I think he could actually be the better player out of between him and Coates. Okay. Long term, but we'll see. Pango Jr. for me is a massive buy this week. Oh, uh, he's so, yeah, 
he's really he's really attractive, but no, hang on, that came out. <laughs> he's, he's a big dude. He's an alright looking guy. Yeah, I like him too, except for the fact that he just keeps putting hits on and he just keeps getting oh, look, trips to the judiciary. High risk, high risk, high reward, right? There is, is there absolute... a high reward though? Is there that high reward? I think there is a high reward. He's playing 80 on the edge. He's playing against the Titans. Like, I mm. can see him tonning up this week. Is he playing 80 on the edge? Do you even know that? Well, he got. I'm pretty sure he got 80 I... last week. Yeah, but... Hopawade and Teo, like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, I guess. But, again, if I had a bunch of trades, I, I'd be, like, taking a bit of punt on him. Mm. I just think with their draw, he could score really well for his price. And I like the fact that he's dual. Yep. I like that too. This uh, this bench this bench almost guarantees Payne Haas 80 minutes. You would think so. Dearden, Hopawade, Kennedy, Teo. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. For the Titans, they've dropped Cardi, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I could have told you to start the season like that and never play him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their team looks a bit stronger because of that. Mm-hmm. Basically, anyone is better than Cardi. Yeah. So our, my buddy, uh, Moeki Fochueka, played 75 minutes last week. He did, but they had three players out. Yeah, they had a bunch of injuries. But still, right. he's another one of those guys that if you're looking for a replacement for Alex Twelve, yep. he I think he's a great option. Yep. All right. Eels and Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only real news is that Nathan Brown's been suspended for another couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so I assume New, New Corey will come into the 13 jersey. Mm-hmm. My boy Joseph Tappany for the Raiders got less minutes last week. He got a spell and then he came back on at lock. Yep. Because of uh, Hudson Young or maybe Ryan Sutton or some com- combination of both. Mm-hmm. So that's annoying. But yeah, other than that, not a, not a huge amount to see with the Raiders. Yeah, Horsburgh's still doing pretty well. Remember in the preseason I said Raiders are primed for a reversion to the mean? Yeah. I think they're reverting, are they? They're reverting pretty hard. Um, <laughs> right. They they overperformed last year and they are reverting right back. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Their forwards were just running over teams last year, like straight through the middle, and yeah. it made the likes of Jack Whiten, who doesn't pass, look like a superstar. Mm-hmm. And now all they're doing is this like one out running with no structure to their attack and like their attack just looks so bad and pedestrian. Yeah. Without the forwards kind of monstering other teams, they've got nothing. Mm-hmm. Their attack looks completely yeah. pedestrian. Defense is yeah. still good, but their attack is awful. Yeah, I agree. Oh, Sea Eagles, Sharks. <laughs> How sad were you when that hammy went pop? Uh... It, it's, sad is not the right word because, like, it happens. It happens with Tommy. But uh, I'm legitimately quite sad about it. As in, I I'm starting to worry that he's going to be one of these great talents that is plagued by injury. Sure. Which like, is it's sad. Like he could be one of the best players we've seen, and we might be robbed of that through his recurring injury. Hmm? 
anyway, so he's out. So, yeah, so Brendan Elliott comes in for Turbo. Yeah. Uh, Tavita Funa is... Yeah, he gets his third game, Tavita Funa, but you'd think that as soon as Sully comes back, he's he's gone. Yeah, I think he's only gone... Sully's out for a couple of weeks only. Yeah, he's back soon. Um, yep. Marty Tapao's back, but he wasn't setting the world on fire. No. So, yeah. Sione Katoa, the Sharkies. Sione Katoa. He's still a buy for me. He's going that well that he's a buy, even at 450, 450k. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, I think his break even is negative 18 or something like that. He is, uh, as an owner, uh, I am just very lucky that he got moved back over to the right. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not my it's not my good coaching to have picked him. It's my good luck that he got shifted. You got to take you got to take it somewhere. Sure. Sean Johnson, is he good value? I mean, he's racking up the super coach points. He's kind of doing yeah. it in a different way that he used to. It's all try assists, and he's getting like lots of forced dropouts and kicking yeah. a few goals. He's dropped $80,000 from his price at the beginning of the season. He's only about 500k, and he's halfback 5'8th jewel. Could be pretty handy. Very handy. And that Seagulls team doesn't look as strong as it has. So, uh-huh. But anyway, it's still t- like a pretty tough game. They're good defensively. Yep. But yeah, he's been going well, SJ. I would not be upset with him in my team. Uh, yep. Talakai is, gets his third game on the bench for them. So yep. he could be a, a cheapy, but don't expect too much. Mm-hmm. Probably 25s and 30s in his future. Yep. And the last game of the round is the, the Bulldogs-Tigers game. Carrot uh, Holland comes into the centres, which is kind of interesting. Not that much else of note. Raymond Fatala Mariner is going pretty well. If you're in the market for a 400k second rower, that's going to kind of score your 60s. Mm-hmm. He's a good buy. Will Hopawati, as we said last week, he's going along great. I'd love to have him in my in my team. Great pot option. Uh, yeah. He's just kind of everywhere. So, okay. So, the, Brandon Wakeham is in at seven. Yeah. So, between Wakeham, Carrot Holland now, and Avarillo, who's going to kick? Assuming they score, they score tries, which I think they they'll score some against the Tigers. I have no idea, but you'd be laughing if you had Jake Averillo in your team. Making, well, you're making a bunch of money, but for those of us who are looking at trading him in this week, that's a that's a question that I'd love to know the answer to. Would you trade in trade in Jake Averillo now? Potentially, yes. I'm I'm deciding between him or one of the Broncos guys. Yeah. I'd be pretty tempted to get Tessie in, to be honest, if I was in the market for a cheap guy. Yeah. Um, just because he's bottom dollar and playing fullback. You can, you can, yeah, okay. I mean, obviously you can wait wait a week on him because he's still got to yeah. break even in the 40s. It's just whether you think he's going to go crazy against the Titans. Well, that's the thing. It, I mean, a lot, a lot of coaches this week are going to need to play a guy like that if they bring him in. Yeah. Um, and you know, Jacob Rillo could go well against the Tigers. Um, for the Tigers, uh, Tony Talao gets his 
third game, I think. Or no, it's his second game, isn't it? Yeah. Bit of carnage here. As we said, my boy Musgrove is out for ages. Alex Twoll is out for I think it's only four weeks for Twoll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and sometimes like he he could even be back earlier than that, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's not so bad for owners, but you'd probably think he was still a sell. Hard to imagine he comes straight back to eighty minutes. And yeah, Oliver Clark comes in for Musgrove. Uh, Adam Dewey still scoring well. He is, huh? Mm. Not doing anything like really flashy or amazing, but just racking up pretty good points every week. Yeah. All right. So that's it for the team lists. Um, there's a bunch of other like kind of random guys I want to talk about. Okay. Just quickly. Um, so we talked about Hopper as sort of a mid-priced center that you could get maybe a little bit cheaper than, say, a Luttrell as a pot option. Yeah. The other guy in that category is Brian To'o. Okay. Explain that one to me. Well, he's come down from his like 550k price mm-hmm. that he started the season at. And since then... He scored really consistently, um, and they have a fantastic draw coming up. And he's one of those sort of tackle busting guys. Let me just see exactly what his stats are. But yeah, I like him as a pod. The, the, I mean, the, yeah. the problem in inverted commas is that like a lot of people have probably got two, potentially two or even three Panthers backs already. Yeah, I personally don't think that that's a problem. I've never worried about that. Okay. Um, I, I have. I have. Like, Why do you think it's an issue? Because it just turns your team into like a rocks and diamonds kind of proposition. Yeah, but shouldn't that even out over the course of the season? I mean, if that team goes really well, sort of above expectations. Yeah. Like, well, okay. So I guess it evens out from an overall point of view, from a head-to-head, not so much. Yeah. But don't you, like, if they have a massive win, I don't know. I don't know. I... Like, like in head-to-head, you don't need, like, you want to, winning is more important than winning by 300 points. Yeah, yeah, okay. If thinking out 20-point wins every week, that's a lot better than, you know, obviously a 300-point win this week and a 300-point loss next week. So, all right. Yeah, okay. For head-to-head, I can kind of understand. But, but I mean, there have been years where if you had, like, like the, the year that Souths won the comp, if you'd basically had the entire Souths team, you would have been unstoppable. Yep. And the same, like the Roosters this year, like you could have half a dozen Roosters players and you'd be laughing. Sure. So, you know, there's I, upside to that as well. That's um, fine. But but also like with teams like that, when you have just one team killing it, often you have to get on those guys really, really early in the season before they start accumulating in price. It's 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 hard to do. It's hard to do, I think. Yeah, okay. But anyway, so so Brian Toto. Yeah. Back to back to him. Okay, mm-hmm. he's, he's he was about five twenty odd at the beginning of the season, so he's dropped thirty five thousand. So he's yeah. now four hundred and ninety two thousand. He started yeah. with a thirty six and a twenty one against the, the Roosters and the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Since the resumption, he's scored eighty two, thirty seven, sixty nine, seventy four. Yeah. Those last two scores being uh, with a try each. 
Yeah, they were against Para and Melbourne, 69 yep. and 74. We've got Souths, West, Sharks, North Queensland, and the Gold Coast coming up. So I like him as a pot option. I mean, Daniel Tupu is still absolutely killing it. He's a bit more expensive now, though. Talking about absolutely killing it, Brett Morris is going to make even more money this week. He's going to score for sure against the Dragons. The Morris um, boys, it's like, how would you feel if you were a supporter of like the Bulldogs or the Sharks? The Dragons? The Dragons. <laughs> like, they're, they're, honestly, they were playing like Bustards for like a good three years. Yeah. Um, they were playing like old men, and now they, they look like world beaters. I don't know what's in the water over at Bondi. Money. Money's in the water. <laughs> Cash is in the glove box. Yeah. Yeah. So, who else have I got here? Tofu Harris. Yeah. So, his role has changed almost completely. He's playing right. like 20 minutes at, on the edge where he's where he's named and then playing the rest of the game at lock. Mm-hmm. Um, his scores... Do you think that'll continue now? Why wouldn't it? Well, because the coach is gone. That is a good question. I do not know. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I haven't thought about that. Um, yeah, all right. You might want to wait a week on Tohu just to see how he gets used. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Jazz Tavanga coming back at some point, but I think he's still a few weeks away. Yep. Anyway, you could do worse than Tohu Harris. He's been killing mm-hmm. it lately. Oh, well, the other guy I want to mention is Brinko. Oh, okay. What he, about Brinko? He's looking good. He is. He's so I, I think his problem was always just about getting named week to week. Yeah, so now so Seve's been dropped now that Ado Car's back? Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. We do we do like a bit of Branko, but I mean he, he can let in a couple of tries and then and then get in Bellamy's bad books and get dropped for the rest of the season as well. So uh, I don't I, sure. I don't love his job security. Yeah, okay. But it looks like Sevy's sort of a bit on the nose. Yeah. Um, and he didn't have a great game last week when he got recalled for Josh Adokar, So, mm-hmm. And they've got the, the Warriors this week. Yeah. So he's still 340k. Uh-huh. He, he could be a nice little downgrade. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Definitely. Um, I think I... Yeah, I, I, I think the... Again, the Broncos guys maybe are, are a better option just because they're cheaper, but he's a he's a pretty good pretty good option. So, do you want to talk about the front rowers? Let's, yeah, I do. Let's say you need a, a trade for, for either Tall or Carrigan. Yeah, right. Who do you like? I think the top top two options for me are Dan Safidi and um, uh, Junior Paulo. No, not Clemmer. No, and I don't really have a good reason as to why no to Clemmer, but I feel like At- I feel like the, the other two just have more uh, more sort of variety in their games. Can can score points a whole bunch of different ways. Clemmer's going to get you sort of sixty five to seventy five every week, sure. But the other two sort of I don't know. They just they, they offer like that sixty five with an upside for more. I didn't like him when he was in the sort of 600k range because I just thought he was very max price. He's getting less minutes than he was getting last year, but yeah, but he's getting out that offload, which is basically offset the less minutes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he did score 38 in that one game uh, against Melbourne where he had no offloads yep. and, and got a few less minutes as well. And so his break-even is 95 now. Mm-hmm. So you could wait a week on Clemmer and pick him up around perhaps 570-ish. And at mm-hmm. that price, I think he's actually he's good value. Yeah. Um, Paul is a great pod. Um, Paul is a beautiful pod, yeah. He's not as consistent as some of the other options. But he's still averaging 68. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But he sort of has... He's going to have some 50s as well as his 80s, I think. Yeah, exactly. But I think he's more likely to have 80s in Clemmerwell as well. Yeah. They're averaging the same. They're averaging the same. He's 20 grand cheaper. He's got a 68 break even. Between those two, I guess I'd go um, Paulo. Any love for Josh Alloway? Now that no. Alex Twal is injured? No, not really. Because I, I don't know his role. He scored a try last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'd be, I'll be interested to see how many minutes he gets this week with 12 out. But if 12's only going to be up for like three or four weeks anyway, then maybe it's not worth it. He's not that cheap. Yeah, I'd still rather like a Corey Horsberg or or a um, Fotowaika or something like that instead. Yeah. I was looking very carefully at Josh Maguire last week because mm-hmm. I brought in uh, McInnes, but I was looking at Josh Maguire, and I'm glad that I didn't because he only scored 47. Mm-hmm. But before last week, he had a run of really good scores. Um, but, yeah, probably wouldn't buy him now after that 47. Um, yep. We talked about Moeki for Chueka. Um, he's at his price, if I had 12, he's, he's about 10K less than 12. I think he's potentially the pick of the bunch. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think he'll average in the 60s. But, yeah, he has potential to to bust out some... I I think he's got potential to get some attacking stats, some line breaks, maybe a try here and there. Yeah, but I think... He seems to be getting about 60 minutes now. Yeah. Ultimately, like most years, but I think this year even more than other years, um, front row's pretty thin after Payne Haas. Like, who's your who's your second front row going to be at the end of the year? Your options are one of the two Newcastle guys, maybe Pangai, maybe uh, Paulo, maybe Fisher-Harris. That's that's really yeah. the only options. Um, I mean, we talked about Pangai Jr. I, I, I definitely think he's an option. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely risk associated with that. And I still like Fisher-Harris. Yeah. Um, he's still he's still doing okay. He just yeah, he's got a break even of ninety eight this week, so you could probably wait a week on Fish Harris. Yep. But if he comes down to sort of around five seventy, he's an interesting sort of alternative to maybe a climber. Mm-hmm. Mm. And his jewel, which is handy. Yep. Yeah. So we both agreed that maybe Fortuake is the best trade in the twelve. For 12, it's yeah. Sort of, sort of or sure. But yeah, put it this way. I don't... I'm only confident about maybe Safidi, Clemmer and Paulo being kind of keepers in the front row. Um, so I think Fodorak is more of a bridge guy, possibly. 
like he he may end up being being keeper, but I, I don't feel like he is yet. Um, so if I could make the jump for another like whatever it is, thirty grand to someone like Safidi, I'll be doing that. I'm not convinced on Safidi yet. You know why? Uh, I'm just not. I don't know why. I think he's gotten a lot of attacking stats in the scores that he's gotten so far, and it's inflating his average quite a lot. Well, he scored a try last week, right? Yeah. So I think he will average about 65. Um, In the last three games, he's got 57, 51, and 53 minutes. Yep. Like, can he average more than 65 if he's averaging sort of 53 minutes or 54 minutes? I don't think so. That sort of puts him like right on the edge of that keeper territory. You really want your keepers to be averaging sort of high 60s. Yeah. So, uh, can I talk? Uh, I just want to talk through what my trades are going to be for the week. And I want to frame that a little bit with, uh, with some head to head strategy. Yep. Okay. So, what are you doing? So, well, let's let's mention what problems we've got. So, I've got Turbo, who I have to get rid of. Yeah. Uh, so, Turbo, Turbo and Teddy were my fullbacks. So, I may have zero fullbacks at the moment playing as it as it stands. Yeah. Got Bradman Best to take care of. I've got Jermaine Azarko to to do something with. Um, I've got Mitch Moses with a very hard, potentially very hard game this week. Um, and a trade from Moses to Cleary would be a good option if I can. Um, I've got Katoa at the Warriors, who's out. Carrigan, of course, to deal with. And that's about it. So, obviously, the first thing I have to do is deal with Turbo. So, when I look at what trades I'm going to make for the week in head-to-head, the absolute first thing I do is look at my opponent's team. Um, and obviously, it's going to be pre their trades, but a lot of the time you, you can get a good feel for what trades they potentially make anyway. Um, but the main reason for looking at their team is to is to find out where both your weaknesses are and see if you can uh, damn them up a little bit and also where their weaknesses are. So, for example, this week, my opponent, the the pods that he has um, are Ryan Madison, who's pretty close to uh, he's sort of pretty close to his his average is pretty close to his price anyway. I know he's going to get a good score, um, but it's I, I just feel like that's factored in. Uh, like I'm not I'm not too worried about him. Um, Sean Johnson, who potentially has a pretty hard matchup. Uh, Angus Crichton, uh, who might score a billion points. <laughs> so we have to do something about that. So that's that's one I have to look out for. Uh, Josh Mansour, who's playing the Bunnies again, um, probably a medium matchup and also playing very early. So it's probably something I can I can address if need be. Um, not too concerned about that. Jared Croker. Is an, is an antipod for me this week, which is a little unusual. 
Um, he, yeah, he's been he's struck down by the Jack Whiten disease. He has, he has. So he's lost a lot of money. Um, Canberra aren't scoring that many points. Um, they've got a hard matchup. I'm not too concerned about him. And then uh, Pappenhausen is the other pod who I'd be very worried about. Yes. So yes. I think I think Pappenhausen and uh, Angus Crichton are the two guys I have to do something about as well. Oh, and my opponent also has Turbo to move on. Okay. Now, uh, so so his fullbacks at the moment are Turbo and Pappenhausen. Right. And yours right. are Turbo and Turbo Teddy. Turbo and Teddy. So, so you, you really want Teddy to play? I really want Teddy to play, of course. If Teddy plays, I feel that I feel like that quells my concern about Angus, because if the Roosters do do put on a cricket score against the Dragons, then Teddy's going to get a good portion of that. Yeah. Now there's a chance that my opponent may trade Ted, Turbo to Teddy, but then he's just—I'm uh, not too concerned about that. He's just matching my current pod. Yeah. So the, uh, one of the obvious trades is that he might do Turbo to Ponga. That's right. He might do Turbo to Ponga. So I don't think there's anything I can do about that. That's going to be that—that's the worst case scenario for me, basically. Um, yeah. So I, just I, so I think that, like, just for my team, Ponga yeah. Ponga is my number one trade target. Yeah. Um, but I can't get him in this week. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I'm not going to do Ponga for a reason that I'll come to shortly, which is how I want to structure my uh, vice-captain and captain selections this week. So anyway, so, okay, Teddy might take care of Angus. Um, most of the other guys I'm not too, care, uh, I'm not too scared of. Um, Pappenhausen I'm very scared of. So the way I'm going to fix that is by selling Turbo, moving Drinkwater down to uh, my reserve fullback spot, yep. and trading in Cam Munster. Okay. So there's a couple of reasons why we're trading in Munster. First of all, he's playing the Warriors who have just had their coach fired. Uh, Tohu Harris came out early this week and said... Our coach was the glue of this team. So my, like you know, sometimes coaches get fired, coaches get fired, and teams start playing better, um, and that's definitely a risk for the Storm. But I feel like in in this scenario, it's going to go the other way. Um, they're missing a couple of guys. Uh, they've just lost the so-called glue of their team. I feel like Melbourne's going to put on a very big score against them. So I'm bringing Munster to somehow potentially mitigate the threat of Pappenhausen. Yes. reason. The second reason is Munster is the highest averaging 5'8 so far this season. Yeah. So anytime you can get the clear number one guy in a position, I feel like you have to. Like I could bring in someone like Ponga and find out, you know, 
in 10 weeks' time that really it's Teddy and Toru who are the top two guys, and I'm probably going to have to trade Ponga back to one of those guys. Now, it's it's that's probably incorrect. Ponga will probably be scoring the same as those guys, maybe even more. But Munster, I just feel like he's the guy at 5'8". Um, and also, he hasn't even scored a try yet this year. He's had so many hard games. Five of the six teams that he's played so far this team uh, so so has played so far this year uh, in the top eight. Yeah, I mean he he is, and this goes against what I said earlier about who was it top off. Um, but yeah. he does seem like one of those guys that potentially plays better against the good teams. But um, yeah, I agree. He's head and shoulders above the rest of the teams in this, his position this year, and he's um, he just seems to have gotten better with the new rules. Um, That's great. And I think That's you're right. right about the the Warriors. I mean, it's hard to know how the the change in coach will affect them, but that that statement by Tohu Harris was a bit of a worry. You know, often when the the coach goes, they want to impress the new coach. Um, often there's been a bit of disquiet in the playing group about the coach, so they're kind of happy that the coach mm-hmm. is gone and the shackles are off. And but this seems almost like the opposite. It's in a month, hopefully, <laughs> maybe three years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, a- and uh, yeah. So I- I'm thinking it might be a, a high-scoring game for the Storm. And the other thing is the timing of the game. So they play Friday, uh, the early game. Yeah, which is good because I can VC Munster as well. I can put the VC on Munster, which I, which is why I think he's a little bit more valuable than Ponga this week um, because then I can captain Braden Army if Munster goes really well. And because um, because Bradman Best is out and I don't want to play Zach Lomax uh, against the Roosters, um, uh, having my... Uh, having my loophole captain in the centers this week would actually be fantastic for me. Yeah, right. That's interesting. So, yeah. So, so that, that's my first trade. So, so, it, and it'll be VC monster captain Teddy, if Teddy plays. Yep. And if he doesn't, it'll be someone like Payne Haas or Tamalolo who both play after, after anyway. Yep. Makes sense so, to me. So I feel like VC and C, if I do this monster trade, kind of sorts itself out. The other thing is if Teddy doesn't play, I have pulled Drinkwater down to the fullback position. So I've got somebody playing after Teddy that I can move into the starting fullback position. Yep. That so, makes sense. Okay, cool. So back to back to where I started. Look at my opponent's team, figure out um, where I need to shore up my own team. Um, and where I can attack th- attack him at the moment, I feel like I can attack him best with Teddy. So I'm really hoping Teddy plays. Um, can I just say something? Yeah. Listening to you talk about a head-to-head has just made me realize how bad a head-to-head player I am. What do you mean? Like, I don't even play head-to-head anymore, but when I used to play head-to-head, I would basically just like pick my best 17 and that was it. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, I I try to play the man. Yeah, well, I can see that. I'm impressed. Well, it, and it like I, I don't win. 
I don't win that many comps because obviously like 20 team comps are hard to win, but I do okay. I, I, anyway. think, you're, I think you're a very good tattoo player. So what's your second trade going to be? So second trade. The obvious second trade for me is um, Zarko down to somebody. Um, I will need to do... Uh, so, so need... hang on. Can I just ask you a few things? Who's your... If you don't trade Azarko, do you have four centers? If I don't trade Azarko, I only have four centers if I play both Lomax and the Hammer. Now, I'm okay with playing the Hammer. I'm not okay with playing Lomax necessarily. Lomax is good for like close to 40 points. Um, Can I ask you something? Uh, your halfback is Moses, right? Yeah. And who's his halfback? Who's who's halfback? Your opponent. Oh, uh, I think it's Moses as well. Do you right. have the money to, to get Cleary and Munster? Oh, yeah, no, I do. I do have enough money to go Moses to Cleary. So my question is, so Nathan Cleary last week played the Storm. Yeah. And I watched that game and he didn't really do anything particularly of note and he scored 76. Mm-hmm. What's he going to score against South? And what's Moses going to score against... Um, Was it Canberra? Yeah, the Raiders. Yeah. So my question is, the differential between your player and his player mm-hmm. versus the differential, if you say trade Isaac down to another centre and play him over, say, Lloyd Max. Okay. Cleary so... could potentially score 80 points more than Moses this week. But, but okay, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why this Moses to Cleary trade hasn't really popped up on my radar. The other thing I think you have to do, and this is not just a head-to-head thing. I think this is an overall thing as well. Is try to plan your trades in two-week blocks. So plan this week's and next next week's trades, um, kind yep. of at the same time. And you know, obviously things change, people get injured, but in case they don't, you always have to have like one eye on next week. So if I trade um, Izako down to Coates or Farnsworth or, or someone like that, then next week in one trade, I can turn Katoa, who I know won't be playing, into Ryan Madison. Yeah. Um, okay. Or something like that. So you could do that in two trades next week, right? Yeah, you can do that in two trades, but the problem is that I'm going to zugzwang myself next week. What? You're going to what yourself? Zugzwang. I've got the zugzwang blues. I don't know what that means. So it's it's so it's a term it's a, I think it's German. It's it's a term in chess where like um it means when it's your turn and you have to make a move, but any move you make will leave you in a worse position than you were before you made it. So right. it's basically like screwing yourself on the chessboard. Right, right. So that's yeah. what that's what will happen next week if I have to do a Madison trade or something like that in two trades because there aren't trade-down targets. There are no trade-down targets in the front row or the second row that I can see that will come up next week. What about 
Tessie Nui uh, via like a yo. No, I want to keep yo in my sentence. Yeah, I do too, but maybe for one week. Yeah, that's fine. So, all right. So I just to recap what I'm doing with my head-to-head. So look at my opponent's team, figure out where my weaknesses are, try to fix them if I can. Yeah. Um, plan my trades in two-week lots. So this week's and next week's trades, basically planning them together. Mm-hmm. Um, do you look at your opponent's team in two weeks to do that? No. Okay. No, just just look at... So this week is about... Because in in two weeks, like, there's too much that, that could happen, I think. There's for a lot your of opponent. variables. Yeah, there's a lot of variables, right? But for... For your own team, this week you look at your opponent, see what see what you can shore up. You're still you're still playing, like you're still planning around developing your own team. It's just trying to get those, like, little you know marginal benefits here and there. Mm. Um, yeah. So right. yeah, so plan this week's and next week's trades, and then always have. Um, oh, if if your trades. Um, give you a good vice captain or captain option that makes them really, really important. So for me this week, I feel like Munster coming in gives me a great vice captain option. So um, that's why that's a no-brainer for me. And I think um, I think the last thing is always also have an out. Always have a sort of backup plan in case it's halfway through the weekend and you're absolutely getting screwed and you need to just log one the fences or something like um, like that. So for me, that might be like, you know, Azako down to Coates or something and I play Coates um, or I even captain someone like Coates, um, which I can do because of when the Broncos are playing this week um, and having and my trade out and trade in target both being Broncos. So that's my little, you know, backup in case everything goes awry yeah. in the first first four games or something like that. Nice. Cool. Very interesting getting into the, the head of a head-to-head player, given that I haven't really bothered with head-to-head for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just want to cover off a few more things before we go. So you mm-hmm. sort of briefly touched on your captaincy strategy this week, which is Munster VC, probably Teddy C, or maybe one of the forwards if Teddy pulls out. One of the forwards, if Teddy pulls out, unless I'm getting smashed, in which case it'll be like Coates. Yeah. I'm thinking similarly. Um, so I don't have Ponga. Ponga would be obviously a very good option if I had him, but I don't. Um, so I'm thinking maybe VC Munster or VC Cleary, Captain mm-hmm. Tedesco. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that Tedesco plays. Um for me, it's a pretty it's a pretty close call between Cleary and Munster. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see about that. Nice. All right. Well, thanks again. Good luck this week. All right. Good luck, man. Good chat. See ya. See ya.